0: This is your host Tia. This is your host Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top Ten. Why? Eek vibe vibes nation. Eek vibes nation. 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 The Top Ten. The Top. Alrighty, hello, hello, hello everyone, welcome back to another amazing Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. We are just so close to Halloween, and I'm pumped, and, and I'm your host Tia, and I have with me Brittany. How are you doing this morning, Brittany? I'm good, um,
1: I was scared, I nearly overslept, and then I panicked, woke up, and I was like, oh yeah, great didn't miss the podcast, so I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so, when you, know,
0: you texted me around like 9.20 or something like that, you were like, I nearly overslept. And I'm like, well, you have 40 minutes, so get your life together. <laughs> get your
1: life together. Girl, I've been trying for the last 26 years. You ain't making me do it now.
0: That's a good one. I, I thought you were going to be like, girl, I've been trying all day or something like that. And I was like, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah. but we are very close to halloween i'm excited i finally got like some decent halloween decorations up in here and it makes me feel more in like the festive mood i don't know if i told you but i had bought these like window stickies to go on the windows obviously and they were supposed to be like bats and cobwebs and spiders and all that shit they came and they did not stick at all. They were like the most pathetic excuse for window stickies ever. I had to return them and I was really bummed.
1: Oh, that does suck. Like, I am going to say, like, you're like, you had one job and it was to stick to the wall and you couldn't even do that.
0: No, and I really love Halloween. Like it has to be probably my favorite holiday. If you know, if it's not one of my favorite holidays, it's like my favorite holiday. I just love it, you know? And so yesterday I got like some trinkets and everything and um like a spider cobwebby tablecloth and shit. So it it, it feels more festive in here. I'm I'm pumped, I guess, on Actual Halloween, I'll be watching all the classics: uh, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, a Rocky R. Picture Show. What are you gonna be watching, Brittany, for Halloween?
1: Oh, yeah, I might rewatch Beetlejuice and uh, oh, Nightmare Before. I think that, like, I know this like the subject of our podcast <laughs> today, but it made me really want to rewatch some of like the zombie movies because. Some of those are the only things that have ever scared me when it's come to, like, Halloween stuff, so I'm like, hmm,
0: Brittany, that's an excellent segue into the actual topic of this week's top ten, and we are doing the top ten zombies in movies and TV shows um about what was it like a month ago maybe right before october we did the top 10 vampires in movies and tv shows and like Brittany and i were gonna kind of do something like similar to that effect in for like zombies right but with vampires, it's, like, they actually make, like, vampires, like, individual and have personalities. They don't really do that with zombies, so I guess I should correct myself. It's the top ten zombie movies and TV shows, right? Because it's, like, yeah. they do what they do with vampires, so we can't really... There's going to be a few. There's going to be a few on this on this list, but it's not, like, vampires. And have you realized, Brittany, it's, like, vampires are really the only monster that they individualized like that because they don't do that with zombies and they don't really they don't really do that with werewolves not to the extent that they do with vampires
1: they definitely give a lot more sex appeal to like vampires i guess cuz they're supposed to be seductive dangerous <laughs> you know all about the sex appeal. it's like
0: if, if if they don't have the sex appeal they're not given like the personalities that like vampires are given i mean sex if we did like werewolves would be huh so sex Cells. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I wouldn't even know what to do if we did like a top 10 like werewolves and movies and TV shows. Cause I think the only like werewolves per se I know are say in supernatural and like obviously the classic movies and then like Twilight. And God, would I never be doing that? Right. <laughs>
1: Right. You know, there's the thing where it's like, you would think like, you know, werewolves would sell a lot. And I think definitely when like Twilight and all that happened, a lot more like push came for the, uh, for werewolves. But I, me personally, I'm just like, and I get why vampires do get it more, but I'm also like, everybody else deserves a break too. They want to be loved.
0: <laughs> well, apparently um the movie industry doesn't want to give much love to anything else other than vampires. I mean, I'm not complaining, but it does get to a point where there's a bit of like an oversaturation. I think you and I even talked about that during our vampire podcast where it was like after Twilight there was such like an oversaturation of vampires and the fact that like Twilight sucked when it it sucked in general but especially sucked when it came to like the lore of vampires that you really saw like a decline in anything like related to vampires but this is not a vampire um podcast this is a zombie podcast so we gotta get into our and it's funny I was looking up yesterday and um what you call it like real like the term of zombies and reanimating the dead is not like a new thing it's in like lore and shit like that even like the bible obviously like it it goes back but as far as like in cinema really the first say like concept of that was George Romero's um Night of the Living Dead where they more so just ate like the flesh of uh, people as opposed to like just as just as opposed to, like, just singularly eating, say, the brain, Um, but it makes sense as to why, like, and well this is gonna, like, pop up, obviously, on the list later, but where, like, in iZombie, they refer to the ravenous zombies as the George Romeros, because George Romero really was the person who, like, first coined, in a cinematic fashion, the whole concept of zombies, so I just thought that was interesting uh, to point out there, but before we dive into our top 10 uh, zombie films and TV shows, of course, you know, I have a message from a friend of the podcast. They're very good friends. They're uh, Stranger Jamies, which is the ongoing real play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. Join them every Wednesday as the wild stallions traverse the many traps and tribulations that Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s and Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Davies and make sure you follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is also a proud member of Geek Fives Nation, and you can, of course, find us at GeekVibesNation.com. I have water with me today, by the way, Brittany, because um, after I say that message, my throat is always super dry, and I was like, I'm prepared today. So let's dive right into our list. This is the top 10 zombie films and TV shows. Why don't you start us off? You know,
1: I've been looking at my list because I, I was torn between, but I think I'm going to go with uh, I Am Legend. Did you ever watch it?
0: Yes, I did. I feel like I watched that more recently, too. I think um, during quarantine we had a Will Smith day and, like, watched I Am Legend again. <laughs> oh, I, I I remember, like, my parents, my
1: parents are obsessed with Will Smith. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Like yeah, they are yeah. so you know, they are big Will Smith Bamboys Hancock, uh, what was it, iRobot or whatever that one was called, you know. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah they were obsessed. So when I Am Legend came out and basically the plot is is that uh I think it's like 91 percent of the population got killed by like an advanced form of like measles like that was biologically engineered right and it infects everyone well of that like surviving nine percent eight percent get turned into like cannibalistic like very uh like Basically zombies but you know like a take on a zombie right and they'll chase you they're called like dark seekers and they'll end up like they get a hold of you they'll eat you you know they try to eat whatever they can but they are very susceptible to like the ultraviolet rays and sunlight so they're called dark seekers because they hide. Well, Neville, uh, you know, he ends up, he's the main character. He's Will Smith. He ends up losing his family to, uh, to like, a helicopter crash, I think, when they were trying to evacuate. So it's just him and his dog. And, you know, all he does is he has his dog and he loves her. Uh, I think her name is Sam, and a German shepherd. Well, uh, he ends up, he's still trying to find a cure for, I think as he realizes that the the cannibalistic creatures are still like human, somewhat, because they are like a different take on a zombie, more than just like it's kind of like in The Last of Us, the game, where they're it's caused by a fungal infection instead of like oh, you know, the normal stuff. Well, so um, he ends up like A bunch of stuff happens. He ends up capturing a female Dark Seeker. And he ends up, you know, he's experimenting on her. He's still trying to find the cure. Um, he talks to mannequins because he believes that's the only, and he basically believes he's, like, one of the only people left alive. Which, fair enough, because you would think, like, I think he's in, like, Manhattan, and out of everybody there, he's, like, the only one alive. So I guess I would be like, if I'm the only alive, person alive in Manhattan, then I'm the only one alive in the world because that's a pretty, uh, densely populated place so he uh he ends up you know he's experimenting on it he ends up coming across this lady and i think they have i think she has a kid with her but they're basically trying to find a survivor camp and she um she tells him like oh come with us but he doesn't think they're real at first he thinks he's like snapped and like they're a figment of his imagination all this stuff but he does eventually come to believe them well in one version you know, he does end up finding the cure. He finds out that the female, you know, dark seeker can be cured and he gives the cure to them and he ends up dying. He ends up having to kill his dog. It's all very sad. But in the alternate ending you find out the whole reason that the um, that the creature is trying to like, 'cause they're all those when he takes the female seeker all the other ones are like trying to constantly attack him they're getting like they're setting traps for him you they're showing intelligence and they um they end up uh what's the word for it hunting him down to his area and you're like man why are they really just trying to get him they're really pissed off about him taking that one well the alpha male of the thing ends up basically you find out that the female dark seeker was his mate he ends up you know and neville ends up uh, giving her back to him and you know they all just kind of go on their merry way and neville lives and he ends up taking, i don't know if the dog lives in the director's cut but i just remember everybody was so fucking pissed about the dog dying my parents were pissed i was pissed uh the internet was pissed everybody was very very mad about the dog dying <laughs>
0: So what you're saying is that like release the the uh the director's cut, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's the director's cut. That's like they made the alternate ending for it, you know. But uh, but you know where you know he does end up giving her. But I don't know if he ends up still finding the cure. But he's realizing like how bad he's been like experimenting on like live test subjects for all of this. But, to be fair, I wouldn't, when those things are trying to constantly eat me, I probably
0: wouldn't have assumed they were
1: very human at all.
0: Um, so, I must have forgotten a lot of, like, what I Am Legend was about. Because I really had thought that it was that he was trying to find a cure for cancer. And, like, the cancer vaccine or something caused, like, a zombie infection. But I could be wrong. Um I don't know the, if he did it, but I know like the okay, so it it was
1: that advanced form of musles was created to make a cure for cancer. But that um, all went haywire. But he was just like a UN field agent. No, no not a um, UN field agent. He was like with the military. I'm thinking of World War Z. But he uh, he he was what's the word for it? He was just a scientist, but he stayed with the military. I don't know if he particularly did it, but I know he was, he's like a scientist that's trying to find a cure for it.
0: Okay. I mean, I remember, say, him waking up in New York City and driving around in a really nice car, which it's like, let's like be honest if you were one of the last remaining people on earth you would definitely be like here's my time to finally drive a Ferrari um so I you know him and his dog has such an amazing relationship I was devastated Brittany when he had to kill his dog I was like that no and the way he did it too I was like you couldn't have like oh, the shot shift. the dog or something like You know, we had to, like, see you choke out your dog. I hated that. I was upset by it. I was like, I don't like this. This ain't right. Um, Uh But I Am Legend was a great movie. And (laughs) it's funny because it's, like, I know it's, like, this really serious movie. You know, it's obviously, like, a post-apocalyptic sort of film, right? But... To me, one of the best parts was, like, a funny part where he's asking, like, the mannequin if he's, like, real. He's like, are you alive and you didn't tell me? Oh, right. <laughs> Like, he gives the mannequin, like, this crazy look where you're like, well, geez, okay. But, but, but the funny part, see, to me, the funniest part in that is, like, I almost questioned it. Because Will Smith's character is so, like, bugged out about it that you're like, is he alive? Is that where this movie is going? <laughs> like, I almost was, like, tricked by it. I was like, are you alive?
1: <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know what, I probably would have snapped a long time ago if the apocalypse oh, yeah. stopped, but I would be like, I, I, he was pulling, like, a a, a Wilson. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I guess that's just what happens after a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I love it. I think that there is like no better way to start out our top ten zombie movies and TV shows with other than with I Am Legend. So fantastic um start there, Brittany. Um wow, you set the bar really high. <laughs> um oh, sorry, I got more. And I was going to put this. Oh, God, I don't know if I should, like, go in order. We always say that, like, the top ten isn't necessarily in any particular order. I just feel like I think that a movie like this kind of goes with Iron Legend. So I'm going to put 28 Days Later. Um, Yes. Which I feel... Like, I don't want to say it was the first zombie movie I've ever seen, because it wasn't. But it was the first zombie movie that I saw that I liked. Because prior to that, I really didn't feel like I was into the zombie genre. In very many ways, I still am not. Um, It's not like that's my go-to or anything. A lot of people no. just, like, love... Like I was looking at the list on Wikipedia of like all the zombie movies and there are so many that I have never heard of, but I bet people who are like really into the zombie genre have. Um but Twenty Eight Days Later was definitely the first one I watched that I liked. Um yes, it does partially have something to do with the fact that Killian Murphy is uh the main oh, oh, that's lead.
1: Fairly, that's
0: barely a reason, huh? But let me tell you that um, after watching 28 Days Later, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that The Walking Dead bit off of 20 days, 28 Days Later. And I say this because 28 Days Later starts with Killian Murphy's character um, waking up from being in a coma for a few months. Um, to the world being a a zombie wasteland. Does that sound so familiar to how another... (laughs) um, But, and before people are like, oh, well, The Walking Dead was a comic. The comic, I looked this up, the comic came out after 28 Days Later. So you can't even say that the comic was done before 28 Days Later. So 28 Days Later was done beforehand and I'm sorry The Walking Dead bit the shit off of it, but whatever. So you have um, you have Killian Murphy, who plays Jim. He was, unlike Rick, who, you know, went into the coma because he was shot during a police standoff, uh, Jim was just riding his bike and took a really bad fucking fall and ends up in a coma after a few months, he wakes up, and sees... Uh, that, like the world is a barren fucking wasteland, and through the movie he ends up you know meeting a very small group where the only survivor of that small group is this woman. He and her try to survive with each other, and they end up meeting this older man and his daughter. They end up getting a, a message on a radio about sanctuary. Throughout this, uh, the father gets killed, um, which, okay, so you sh- I should stop. Uh, no, actually, I want to go with the plot still, and then I'll go to what I was going to say. But okay. um, so it's it's Killian Murphy, this woman, this little girl, end up at a military base, and the military base, which you would think is supposed to have been their sanctuary, they too have gone crazy during – this whole thing and their whole mission is no longer to really save people, but it's to repopulate the earth and they take both the woman and the little girl because they are intending to um, reproduce with them and Killian Murphy's Killian Murphy's character goes fucking insane ends up like killing all of them in the movie and spoiler alert with the three of them kind of surviving on their own and they see a plane going overhead and it's like that's supposed to be you because just like with the walking dead where you're you're trying to guess like hey is this just like an american thing or is it a whole world thing in 28 days later it takes place in england it's like is this just something that happened in england like what's the rest of the world and so to see a plane go by it's like oh my god you know It's a plane, there's other civilizations, so that's how it ends. Um, The difference is with, well, we don't know what the Walking Dead, what causes any of their zombies, but in 20 Days Later, it's a blood thing, Uh, it's uh, a rage-filled shit, it got transferred through monkeys, and it's very easy to, like, get infected, so the little girl, her father the way he gets infected is that at some point he, and it's, like, really, like, such terrible timing. Um, He looks up and, like, infected uh, Crow, like, his blood drops into the father's eye. And that's, you can see him, like, suddenly becoming, like, rageful, right? Like, he says at some point to his daughter when he, like, is still okay he's like now get back you know and she's like but dad and he's like get the fuck out you know and he's like suddenly starts like getting all like angry because it's like that's how it like transfers you know and like that's how it transitions into this like angry rage and i always said that the zombies in 28 days later ran marathons because it's not like um you know, Night of the Living Dead or and or even The Walking Dead where they all do like that shuffle, these zombies do like sprints. They are running, they are, you know, non-stop, they're insane, and it's just like, to me, it was the most frightening thing because before that, Before I saw the movie, it's, like, I only knew zombies as, like, the, "Uh," you know, and they're, like, walking really slow, but these zombies, all of a sudden, they're just, like, running, and it's, like, oh, my God, that's so terrifying, they can, like, jump over cars and shit, so it's, like, but they're not, like, intelligent, it's just that their, like, rage is so intense that it just fuels that, like, desire, but, yeah, it's, fucking crazy, but I love 28 Days Later. I just like also the way it's shot. It's very, like, I hate to say it's, like, depressing, but it really, like, touches upon that, like, despair in the whole thing, and because at some point Killian Murphy, like, goes and discovers that his, like, parents, like, killed themselves to avoid, like, you know, this whole thing, um, One of my favorite scenes is he goes into a church and you see like on the wall it's written the end is very fucking nigh and it's like I just love like the imagery in Twenty Eight Days Later and just the way it's shot and even like the music makes it very eerie so yeah Twenty Eight Days Later.
1: (laughs) I say I remember when we watched it together. I'm I'm fine with zombie movies. They don't freak me up. But the moment they start running, I'm like, no, thank you. Like, that's <laughs> not true for anything. I'm fine with zombies. I'm not fine with them being able to outrun me
0: exactly I mean that was the thing It's you sit there and you go oh well you know it's zombies at least it's the same thing with uh, Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers it's like well they're just walking you know you could outrun them but it's like the 28 days later zombies are like you know Olympic athletes yeah
1: no thank you Tia thank you <laughs> thank you for making me realize another movie I don't want to rewatch.
0: Oh no. I I forget that I um I show twenty eight days later to you. I just think it's a great movie. Like obviously the zombie thing is terrifying, but I just think that it does the whole like post apocalyptic world like really well. Um and it's nice seeing like Killian Murphy in a role where he just like goes Crazy, um, and he's not so reserved or anything like that, um, you know. And every time, like the father is about to die, you're like, because they have such a great time at some point, and he's such a great character, and you're just like, ah, oh, I know you're about to die because you decide to look up and get some blood in your eye in that moment. Like, way to go, um, and, and also it touches upon the same thing that The Walking Dead touches upon, where it's like. You know, humans are kind of, like, the worst thing about uh, these situations, not the zombies, because it's like, you know, zombies are mindless beings, but these soldiers willingly decided to try to sexually assault two women. <laughs>
1: yeah. I remember, when, I think this was, like, the first movie I had seen of Kelly Murphy that wasn't uh, playing the Scarecrow. I think for me, I was like, I was weary to like him because that movie freaked me, like, he freaked me out as the Scarecrow, and I was like, I ain't giving this guy a chance, and I was like, oh, he's actually a good actor, but I still hate him.
0: Sorry, I keep getting, like, these calls all throughout the weekend, um... And every and it's so stupid with Skype where like if a call comes in it completely like mutes what you're saying. Um, but I, I instantly like declined it so I apologize about that. But I get what you mean with like yeah. Killian Murphy because I think prior to Twenty Eight Days Later I had only seen Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow and in that movie um, Red Eye. So, yeah, that was, like, one of, like, the early movies that I had seen of Killian Murphy. I mean, what can I say? I just think he's a really good actor. But um, So my number nine is going to be 28 Days Later. Brittany, what is your number
1: eight? I'm lo- let me look here. Let me look at them. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with World War Z. Have you seen that one?
0: I haven't, which is crazy because when I was doing my research on different zombie movies and TV shows, this is the movie that kept, like, coming up. People are saying, like, it was one of, like, the highest grossing zombie movies. It, um, I think, like, you know, helped rejuvenate, like, the genre and shit. My whole point is that, like, uh, World War Z gets touched upon a lot whenever you look up anything zombie-related.
1: And this, is like, okay, so I'm I'm probably gonna butcher it a little bit because it has a long time since I've seen it since I've only seen it one time because I hated it so much even though it's good. And the reason I say this is because quick minor story: this is the movie that scared me so bad that when I went to the theater to see it, I had, was seeing it with my uh, ex boyfriend slash ex husband at the time, and. I remember it scared me so bad. I sat there and I I remember Hastings was right next door right? and I was the, I was about to get up and leave and just hang out at Hastings for the next hour because the movie scared me so bad. Like I you know how I get when I feel trapped and I was like I got to go. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I need out of here. <laughs> it was so Okay, so it starts out with I got I think the guy's name is Gary, like which I'm assuming because it's G E R R Y. So it's Making me think of partisan and Rec. I thought your name was Jerry. No, it's Gary. Did if you it's say it's Jerry, G- or Gary.
0: If it if it's G E R R Y, that's Jerry. But it's a G. It's Jerry? Oh, Jerry. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: So Jerry, right, he's – it starts out – I think he's, like, a U.N. field agent. That's why I was getting confused because I just, like, re-looked back things. Um, Basically, he's with his family. He has, I think, two daughters, and they're sitting in a traffic jam in, I think, Philadelphia, and they're just sitting there, right? They're sitting there, and they're like, man, that's traffic jam. I think they're, like, trying to go on vacation or something, and Jerry is sitting there and going – like realizing something's not quite right these are rage zombies too tia this is why i hate rage zombies these things the way it was shot they ran so freaking fast and just like i think there's like one scene where it like jumps on a car and it's just smashing its face over and over again into a windshield to like get the person inside and like you see like like people are getting out of their cars and like running backwards and you're like oh you know because you're realizing this wave of zombies because apparently i don't remember i think it is like a pathogen but basically i don't remember what caused it basically they run away problem is is I, i still think they had two daughters but it might have just been one daughter either way the daughter has asthma and she's constantly like about to have like you know, an asthmatic attack because she's panicking. So there's at one point they like go to a pharmacy to try to get some inhalers, which I think they end up like getting one like it was really hard, but you know, because most of these places are being ransacked at the time because people don't know what to do. But I remember like right in the middle of the store, this these two guys try to rape the dude's like wife in the middle of the store with everybody running around. And I think he ends up like shooting them because I think he still has his gun. Fast forward, they're on a ship. The ship is basically like a safe haven because it's on a ship, you know, and it's like a military ship. And they tell Jerry, you know, he has his family, I think, because he was a U.N., you know, agent. They are like, hey, you know. But the thing is is that if you're on the ship, you have to pull your own weight. So they threaten him, like, oh, if you don't help us try to find a cure for it, you know, we're going to kick you and your family out because we can't have dead weight. Which kind of makes sense, but also awful. So he's on this big mission to find a cure for this this disease slash, you know, rage zombie. Either way, he ends up at, someone, at some point going to, like, I think they go to, like, Jerusalem. They go to somewhere, I think, in the Middle East. But what he's starting to realize is at one point where they're, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that scene where, like, there's a wall. And the zombies start climbing over themselves to like get over the wall. And it's like they're so climbing- una-
0: It's like so unavoidable to like see that scene. Like that's why it's like I've never seen World War Z but it's like I know that iconic like scene.
1: Yeah, cause they're like, oh, we're inside, and you're like, oh, that's fine. And then you realize, oh, the, just the way they like squirm and crawl over each other grosses me out so bad. Like it scares me. Like oh, there's just so many, right? Cause it just gets infected by. But well, so there's at some point the zombies get in, and there's like the sickly, right? And you're like, oh, they're gonna get eaten. And well, the zombies kind of sniff at them, but walk past them. And you're like, what? So Cherry's putting it together that there's no point in a zombie infecting a sick host, basically. Or, like, not a healthy host. So he's realizing that, like, there. I think there's, like, one character, like, you know, it's like a kid, and he's very frail, and he's bald. And I guess it's just implying, like, the guy has cancer, right? Hmm. And so or had cancer, and the zombies walk right past him, and he's realizing, oh, fast forward again, cause it, I think because it keeps doing, like, skips, right? They're, like, in a building, and he ends up getting trapped with the zombies, but he keeps, like, he infects himself with, like, yellow fever, like like, all these, like, deadly diseases, right? But then afterwards, instantly, like like gives himself the vaccine or the cure right after he can tell he really has it. And when he walks past the zombies don't even bother him and he's able to get out. And that's when you realize, okay, that's basically the cure. We just got to make people sick from like a deadly, deadly disease. Right. But also like something we have a cure for. So infect them. So basically they will always smell like that sickness so that the zombies won't go after them. But all I remember is, like, a lot of face smashing into glass, a lot of (laughs) the zombies climbing over each other, a lot of, like, the running and, like, the CGI of it and, like, watching their bodies, like, being so – it's very Uncanny Valley, like, with the way they run. And I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done, Tia. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're Z. I don't, I don't suggest it as scary.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, you sound, like, traumatized. It's like, oh, I feel, like, bad. Um, I, like, as I said, I've never seen this movie, but I know, like, how big it is to the zombie genre, Um, and, I've seen that like clip of the wall of zombies because it, it's so like outlandish and outrageous, right? It's like, oh my God. Um the the oh God, the gravity of that like sort of uh scene there, like I don't think that's been done in other zombie movies like that.
1: I know, like it was very different and like i know that it was supposed to have a sequel but i think they just couldn't get the funding for it they said they were having budget issues
0: well i'm sure that it cost like a shit ton to to make the first one <laughs> i know like, See, like it,
1: the cgi was actually really good i think there's even like they teach it in schools like oh this is a good movie yeah.
0: speaking about sequels weren't they ever supposed to make like a sequel to i am legend like i thought that was supposed
1: i thought they were supposed to too
0: yeah which is like why wouldn't you that's the thing is like we remember movies say like hancock and i am legend as like say successes because they are like huge will smith movies but i think if you look it up, I think those type of movies were, like, blockbuster failures, which is so weird because it's, like, they're such, like, iconic Will Smith films, but I think it's either Hancock or I Am Legend that I had looked up was, like, a complete, like, blockbuster bust, and I think it was Hancock, which was weird because I actually really liked Hancock. I was like, that's a cool concept for, like, Uh, a, you know, superhero movie, but... Um, which by the way, Polly had me watch that movie after Earth, like a week or so ago, with Will Smith in it that like everyone like claims is like the worst movie ever. um I will say that it was pretty bad, but i 've seen a lot worse <laughs> i 've seen a lot worse than that. <laughs> what movie was it after Earth? Oh,
1: I know which one
0: you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen it worse, but it was definitely bad. <laughs> bad, but not, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I, people, like, reamed into that movie, and it's like, I get it, but I'm like, oof, I can, like, name off movies that are 100% more terrible than that. Um, okay. But World War Z is a perfect uh, movie to have on this list, I feel like um anyone who would be listening to this if it wasn't on the list they would be like they're not real uh zombie fans or something like that who knows but um i'm going to do number 7 i'm kind of going to go into like a lighthearted sort of realm oh my god um, <laughs> and please be uh, mindful that it's been a really long time since i've seen this show but have you ever watched or did you ever watch the show on comedy central called ugly americans
1: i did not i'm gonna look it up while you're talking and see if i ever did
0: So it was a cartoon show i think it was only like two seasons it didn't last but i thought it was really funny it was so ridiculous talking
1: about
0: yeah okay i I hated that they like discontinued the show because I thought it was so funny, so it's not like all around like a hugely say zombie show because there's like every sort of creature demons, vampires, you know animated trees, blah blah blah, but the main character, his like roommate slash best friend is a zombie and was heavily featured in the show in every single episode. And it was, like, I think the first time that I had seen where, like, you know, a zombie was just like, walking and talking and chilling and the most ridiculous thing about like the best friend who was a zombie is that like he purposely became a zombie because he was trying to impress this girl that he liked because the girl was into zombies and then he makes himself a zombie and then he goes to like get get it on with her and she's like oh no i'm into warlocks now so he's like just a zombie, chilling and shit, and again, it's been, like, a really long time since I've seen it, so my description isn't, say, like, that good, but he was definitely, like, the worst roommate that you'd ever want, because he always, like, stole his roommate's shit, like, took them without asking, and then occasionally, like, tried to eat his roommate. Oh,
1: great! I mean, (laughs) I I tried to eat my roommate, too, but I mean, okay.
0: <laughs> but I really liked this show. I just thought it was funny and the animation was like crazy and um I figure that after you put World War Z down putting something like ugly Americans would only be like right to try to uh uplift the mood. But have so did you see that you did you say that you've uh seen this show before? Like did you ever watch it? Hi?
1: I've heard of it. I remember there was, like, the girl demon because I always thought she was really cool and the boss was, like, the devil
0: too, like. Yeah, so the main character is human and he, like, I forget where he works exactly, but the, like, daughter of Satan works with him and they're in this, like, sexual relationship where it's, like crazy because you know she's like the daughter of satan so it's like she they she has like the capacity to be like nice and have like this kind of like nice relationship but at the same time she's like a demon so she's like oh, they end up having like always like really like crazy freaky sex that like makes him like re- uh question if he's even going to like survive being in a relationship with her and her dad being like satan never wants her to be with him he's always trying to like push her to like be with another demon um so yeah it was the uh, definitely like crazy the plot and while it didn't like solely center on the zombie in the show I just thought that his, like, friendship with the main character was funny. And, like, the whole thing was just ridiculous. Like, it was just a ridiculous show that, like, you know, made no sense most of the time. There was no, say, um, message at the end of the episode or anything like that. It was just, like, ridiculous.
1: I know. I've got to say, like, that's the most I remember of it. Um, I w re- I think I remember like The Wizard, but it's been like a long time like It's been a I really re- long time,
0: really yeah. Popular, though. Yeah, which is like I never understood why Comedy Central didn't wanna like pursue it. It really only had, I believe, like two seasons if that. Um it could have even had one season if I'm not mistaken, but it definitely didn't have like it didn't make it to like three or four seasons, but I loved Ugly Americans. I thought it was hilarious, and I figured that would be a good palate cleanser to yes, uh, World War <laughs> But I am looking forward to what you're putting down for number six.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to go with, um, you're going to laugh at me. It's another light-hearted one. That's
0: cool. <laughs> I really love Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. Oh, my God, it's so funny because um, I was, uh, you know, again, as I was, like, looking up shit, right, this popped up, and it's, like, the animation, right? I remember the scene. Like, I remember seeing this, but I couldn't tell you anything about it, so I was, like, I'm not going to put this on the list. So I'm so happy that you did. Yes.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, so, like, the whole plot is, like, uh, basically the mystery gang has split up because they just got really disheartened because you know, the whole reason they got together was so that they could find real ghosts, right? And solve mysteries. But the problem is, is that it's always just someone in a mask. It's always someone human and they're, you know, they're frustrated by it. So they got split up, but you know, like amicably, I don't know how to say the word, but basically they did it on good terms. Well, Fred and Daphne, um, you know, they run their own successful television show of, like, actually trying to, like, hunt ghosts. Uh, I think Shaggy and uh, Scooby, I think they're just, you know, doing their own thing. And I think Velma's doing something with uh, school. Well, for Daphne's birthday, they're like, okay, let's get back together and let's really try to find a ghost, right? I really try to find a ghost. So you yeah, know, they hunt down, hunt down, well, they end up going to New Orleans or New Orleans and uh end up going there in the search of real ghosts. I think they end up getting invited to the this island right that used to be like a like a like a pepper plantation, and that uh they're trying to basically find you know the real ghost. they end up like seeing this Confederate soldier ghost constantly. Um, and basically he was like, leave this place. Do you remember that? The ghost is always going, leave this place. <laughs> he always says it with yes. the word, like, southern eggs," <laughs> <accent. laughs> And they're like, oh, yummy. Very funny. And they end up, like, getting hunted by zombies at some point. And you sit there and you go. Okay, and they kind of capture one, and they're like, w- "We'll see who's this guy behind the mask." And they like pull on his head, and his a- head actually comes off, and they're like, "Oh,
0: oh my god, I remember this!" I'm sorry, I'm looking up gifs on Tumblr, and I'm like, "Yes, I remember this. This was one of the best Scooby Doo movies."
1: I know, like, oh, it has a song in it too. You know, when they're getting chased by the zombies. Yes. You know Yes. yes, I can't remember what it's called, but I remember I looked it up the other day. Cause I was like, "This is the best song. This is the best one." <laughs> and uh, so it did that right. Well, um, I think it's like it turns out like that. There, this island was really peaceful, and they worshipped like a cat god. But then these pirates came here, and they like chased them into like the alligators, and like everybody died except for these two ladies, right? And so they end up, like, praying to their cat god, like, hey, you know, take vengeance on these pirates, and end up turning into werecats. But they have to keep luring people there to basically steal their life force to, what's the word, um, keep their immortality. And so they end up, uh, like, I think that's why the zombies exist. It's, like, basically the victims that did it. But the zombies end up not being, like, bad guys. I think they end up just kind of wanting revenge or wanting their spirits to go to rest, basically. But I just remember it was such a good movie. That and uh, on the subject of Scooby-Doo, the ones where they introduced the Hex sisters was really good, too.
0: I thought the one that was really good is when they go to the school full of, like, like Frankenstein's daughter, Dracula's daughter, and everything. That was, that was good, yeah. That was... A, well, I'm 30, so oh, all of them are going to be old ones. <laughs> what did you say? Old. Cool. Um, but I remember... So as you're telling the plot and I'm looking at the gifts, I remember this movie. This movie was so good. Tell me... I, lo- I remember, like the wear cats and all that tell me that those the 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 two right the two wear cats didn't give off the vibes of um who were oh, god you're going to have to remind me but it was like um sailor uranus and sailor neptune or something the yeah, two and yeah, yeah. so you know who I'm talking about right the ones that like everyone said were cousins but in the Japanese version they were lovers but like America wasn't ready for that yet so they're like cousins yeah, yeah. cousins, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cousins. But, cousins. <laughs> but oh my god I remember this Scooby-Doo movie I love this one you make me want to go back and like watch it like I'll have to find it online where it's playing or anything, but this one was definitely one of the best. Like, say what you will about Scooby-Doo, like the live actions, because I think they've all sucked personally, but the older, like, (sighs) movies, did you say take that back? (laughs) The first one was pretty good, but it was pretty
1: raunchy, and I'm glad that uh, Scrappy was the villain. Everybody hated (laughs) Scrappy. So it's almost like they were laughing at themselves.
0: Well, Paul is in the background right now going, No, it
1: sucks. (laughs) One V one Me Meet Me R L
0: but I loved Scooby Doo's Zombie Island. first of all I love like the um the animation of it as I'm like looking back. I think that that alone looked really good, and I remember that scene, Brittany, where they're like, okay, we're going to unmask, and the real person was, and it's like, you know, no, you're just taking the guy's freaking head off. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was great. Oh, man. This is such a good one. Um, I like, see, the thing is now is that I feel like they make, um, like, Scooby-Doo and the gang very childlike i don't know if you saw britney like in this past year they did like a you know animated um movie called scoob and it looked very childish which is like i get it like for a younger audience but i liked when you saw them more as say like adults you know where it's I- like go ahead sorry
1: no i know i was just agreeing because it's like the the gang was never meant to be young. Remember, they had uh like the Scooby Doo series where like Scooby and all of them were like little kids and stuff, and how they became friends and everything. And red herring, but um, uh, but yeah, for me, I'm like that's not what I'm looking for out of my um uh, out of my uh Scooby Doo.
0: No, I think they were always meant to be, like, young adults, right? Like, you maybe see them more in, say, a teenage role, and then they get older, and it's, like, clearly in this movie, a little bit older with Fred and Daphne doing news reporting and others, you know, doing their own thing. It's, like, they're definitely in more of an adult role, which I like that more about them. Um, And the fact that, like, we all know that they... Well, at least Shaggy and Scoop are always smoking pot. <laughs> They're always like hot box and're always mystery <laughs> um, but hungry. what did you say? They're always hungry. Well, yeah, and the fact that they go into the mystery machine and you just see smoke coming out the windows like, mm-hmm, okay, um, but <laughs> what you calls so it, "I love, love, love." Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, I love the transformation of, like, the werecats and the the zombie pirates and everything, and I think that you're right, Brittany, that it ended up being one of those things where it, like, wasn't that bad with the zombie pirates, they just really just wanted to, like, finally rest, like, leave me alone. (laughs) Leave
1: me alone.
0: Sorry, I don't know why I had to have a real southern accent for it. I felt like I was trying to put that on too, so it's okay. <laughs> Fair
1: enough.
0: <right? laughs> but um, great job for the number six. Let's move on to the number five. And so again, this isn't say like your traditional zombie show, but I feel like it definitely, it definitely was kind of. The whole plot is what I'm trying to say is the whole plot was undertoned with a version of zombies and getting to them at the end. And so I'm gonna pick Game of Thrones because the White oh. Walkers The White Walkers were essentially zombies. <laughs> they were just called White Walkers. But they were people who died and then get animated as these groaning, uh shit shuffling corpses pretty much. Shuffling. <laughs> Shuffling. If that's not a zombie, I don't know what it is. But um yeah, so I mean you saw Brittany in season eight where they finally go up against the army of the undead, but the whole entire show was undertoned by the White Walkers with everything else that's going on, you know, Cersei, uh Doing this, doing that, you know, Ramsay coming in, uh, Daenerys trying to get to the throne, all that other shit that's going on, there's still that underlying, like, hey, the White Walkers are finally making their way to the wall, they're finally trying to, like, you know, get up all of their army, and once they come past that wall, like, there's going to be no stopping them, and the first episode starts with someone who joined, um, he took the black, right? Which is what Jon Snow ends up doing. And he ends up abandoning his post because he saw white walkers and he tells Ned Stark and shit. So like, it all starts with that. And the whole show you have like Jon Snow and his whole like gang there. um, past the wall seeing white walkers discovering like things about them you you know discover through it with bran as well like what even created the first white walker and shit so it's like very much the show has a lot to do with the white walkers and I did, like, there was at some point, I forget if it was in Season 7 or if it was in Season 8, where Jon Snow pretty much says, like, who cares about this whole, like, uh, battle to the throne? If the White Walkers actually succeed in building up an army big enough, then there is no throne to claim there's going to be no nothing.
1: Um, he's He's the one making sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Jon Snow. Um, But meanwhile, you know, he was too busy banging his ants, you know, this whole time, too. But.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know this isn't like a zombie show in the traditional sense, but there was always the presence of the White Walkers. I know, I was
1: going to say, because when they started coming around, I was
0: like, um... I remember when I think it was you
1: and Aaron was telling me about the show, and I was like, "Okay, you know this is crazy." And then you're like, "White walkers," and I was like, "What's that? Zombies?" So we got dragons, and we got zombies, and we got we got murder. We got I'm like, that's oh, a lot of stuff going on. Shit.
0: Wizards. Um, you had fricking giants. There were giants in the Free Folk. So, you know, you, you had a lot there. A lot going you on.
1: Had, you had a lot going on. No joke.
0: Yeah, but, um like, the White Walkers, too, were scary because they weren't necessarily there to, like, feast off your flesh or anything. I mean, they could. I, I believe there were scenes where they, say, like, showed that, but... At the same time, there was also, um, like, they, some of them, like, the higher-ranking ones could, you know, stab you. They could use their freaking swords and shit, and the craziest part, because um, I don't think you saw this, because, again, you only really watched the eighth season, right?
1: season that I saw, like, in its entirety.
0: Yeah, it was season eight, the last season.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I stretched right when you said that. I saying, am I losing you here? <laughs> no, no. No, I responded, but, like, I stretched right at that time, and I was like, if I open my mouth, you're going to hear nothing but, like, a weird groan noise, and so I'm going to just, It'd like, shut my fitting. mouth
0: first. It'd be very fitting <laughs> for the subject
1: <laughs> of Oh, for the zombie sound.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, What I was going to say was in season seven, right, there's a scene where Jon Snow and, um, oh, God, I, it's been a while now. I'm, like, forgetting names. Oh, my God, the the ginger-haired guy who, like, uh, I was happy that he made it alive at the end of the oh, whole freaking thing. Tor- Tormel? Tormdal or something? Oh, my God. Torment! there you go. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, watching all of it, and I knew because I love that ginger motherfucker. Well, I was just so happy that he lived at the end. You know, I was like, okay, all the people they decided to kill, at least he made it. Yeah, you know, out alive. At least he lived. Um, do you know he's he's um, going to be in The Witcher season two? That's really cool. Um, but well, now
1: I have no reason to watch The Witcher.
0: Besides, you know, obviously it being good, but for me. And Henry. Awful, like. Psh. But what I was gonna say was in season seven, Jon Snow, Tormund, and a few of the other like guys there um, have an encounter. Oh, and the Hound is there, of course, you know. But they go into like over the wall. They go into like pretty much White Walker territory, and there's like a battle going on, right? And you think, like, everything's all fucked, you know, blah, 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 Then Daenerys comes, and she comes with her two dragons because one of them died earlier. So instead of the three dragons at this point, she has her two dragons, right? But um, whatchamacall calls it? No, she has her three dragons at this point. Sorry. I'm, like, now everything's, like, merging together. But she has her three dragons. She goes to, like, help Jon, and for the most part, like, things are, you know doing all right but at some point the white walkers like the leader um takes like a spear and pretty much like throws and thrusts it at one of the dragons killing the dragon and pretty much like did that so that he could then reanimate that dragon to become like a dragon on his side like an undead white walker dragon and i like that's at that point yes Yes, it was better. terrifying, but also, yeah, that's what I was going to say, it was terrifying because it's, like, the whole series, you know, the dragons were, like, unmatched pretty much. Um, and so it was, like, crazy. It was, like, oh, my God, like, now she's, like, only has two dragons, which is still, like, it's still a dragon, you know. But um, whatchamacallit calls it? That was crazy, but as you said, still badass. So yeah, um, Game of Thrones is going to be my number five. What do you think about that, Brittany? Can that constitute? Does it count?
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, I count. I mean, what what point do you get any more zombie than that? I, I mean, because it's kind of like you could go, or you'd be like, oh, they're a race, but to me, that's still a zombie. That's what they remind me. Okay, um, did you ever play Skyrim? Um, no. Um, if you would go into, oh, like, not druids, oh, they're called something else, but basically when you go into these crypts, like, the corpses would start, like, reanimating to, like, defend the tomb, and that's what makes me, makes me think of them, but they're basically zombies. Icons is anything that is dead that comes back to life.
0: Well, technically, I mean, that is the definition of a zombie. So just because it's not in like the traditional sense, like I was looking online about uh, notable zombies and Laura Moon popped up <laughs> from American God. So it's like, you know, see, she's you know a zombie. You can count her. Yeah, you can counter. So yeah, Game of Thrones is going to be my number five. Brittany, what is your number four?
1: I think I am going to go with, I mean, look, I'm going to go with Zombieland, because that's such a good freaking movie.
0: Do you know I've never seen it? I know. I'm ashamed, because everyone talks about how good it is. Basically, okay,
1: so it's, the zombies are basically a form of, like, mad cow disease, right? And it's more like a comedic version of it, but... uh I try to remember everybody's name. Okay, I think I remember their name. Columbus, I think that's his name. Because they're kind of all named like after where they came from. Because they all kind of renamed themselves. So Columbus, he's played by oh, what's his name? Scrawny dude, Scrawny uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who oh, by the way is not like my favorite actor. I don't much care for him.
0: Me, Except, either. I don't
1: really like I... him.
0: And not just because of the whole, like, him playing the worst version of Lex Luthor to ever, like, grace this planet, but I've seen a few other things with him in it. Like, there, I, I know this is so off-topic, but there was this movie, Cafe Society, which was pretty good, Um, except he was in it, and I felt, like, fast-forwarding through, like, all of his scenes. So, yeah, I, I get it, 100%. It's, like,
1: for me, he's painfully awkward, and whatever director has it's takes him insane. in that very...
0: It's the same thing that they did with um oh god who was the guy in Juno and um uh, I think it was Jesse Eisenberg no Juno Jesse Eisenberg wasn't in Juno Michael Sarah it's like the same thing where it's like painfully awkward with and the director's sisters. like. The the director's like, we're just going to make you the painfully awkward guy. And it's like, you keep making them painfully awkward, and it's painfully awkward for me to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, so,
1: like, and, and I'll admit, Jesse Eisenberg is good in Zombieland, but I just don't care for him much in anything. And, and I hear sometimes, like, he's kind of a dick, you know, IRL sometimes. So I'm kind of like... Yeah. I like yeah. how you
0: say IRL. Like,
1: are we in that message chat board? I I live in the virtual world, to you.
0: Okay, technical girl.
1: (laughs) By the way, weird side note, just a little, little, little side note, digital world. So, um, you love Digimon, right?
0: Love Digimon.
1: Did you have a PS One?
0: I never had a PS One. My first um console no my first console was an n64 sorry but my first uh sony console was a ps2
1: okay because like my dad gave me the original like digimon for the ps1 like it was digimon world and this was the hardest freaking game in the entire world and i just need you to know how excited i was and the only thing that made me crack up when you're like, oh, she's technically a cool girl, as everybody kept calling me, she, she called me a digital monster, digital girl. And I was like, I don't know what that made me think of that. I just need you to know I was really excited about that game. And I know you love Digimon, too.
0: But- I do, so I'm excited for you. Thank <laughs> you, But uh,
1: on Land, basically uh, just the Iceverse character, uh, Columbus, you know, he's surviving on his own, and he has all these rules for uh, the apocalypse, basically. Like one is like, don't forget cardio. Like cardio. Like because these zombies run too, and he's like, <laughs> you gotta be able, to, you gotta be able to outrun the zombies. He has another one that's like, always double tap. Like always shoot them twice in the head. Uh, like they like throughout the entire movie. You have to see this movie. You would love it. The whole time he's like, like he like like, in the bathroom, he's like, always check the bathrooms, always, you know, uh, like, when you get in a car, always check the back seat, you know, like, basically has this book of, like, all these different roles, so he ends up running into, like, Tallahassee, who is played by, what is it, Woody Harrelson, is that
0: his name? A.K.A. Daddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, he ends up running into him, and his whole deal is that he just wants to find Twinkies, that's all he wants. Is he wants a Twinkie? Because you know the whole like thing about like oh, Twinkies never expire, and he just really wants a Twinkie. His whole reason for existing is he wants a zombie. I mean, he wants a he wants a Twinkie. He wants a Twinkie. So you know they end up running into these girls, uh, Little Rock, which is named one of the girls, and uh, Wichita is the other girl. So you have Tallahassee, Wichita, Little Rock, and Columbus, right? So Mm -hmm. they all end up, uh, basically the girls trick them initially. You know, uh, Little Rock pretends that she's bitten and she's all hurt and they're like, please, you know, uh, you have to help her, you know, can you kill her? And she's like, no, 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 let me do it, let me do it, I'm her sister. And when she gets their gun, she instantly turns it on them. But basically it's just all of them surviving together. I think they're on their way to, somewhere I think I think like the reason it's called Land is because one of the girls is like really badly wanting to go to an amusement park and so they all have their different little goals in this apocalypse but uh, it's just it's goofy it's all of them surviving there's that one uh, did I tell you Bill Murray sent it no <laughs> yeah. you didn't so, so they end up going to like Hollywood right and uh, where is that area Like where, like, a bunch of celebrities live? It's like they're all kind of just in this one big neighborhood. Basically, they get to Bill Murray's house, and they're like, oh, he does great. And Bill Murray dresses up like a zombie so that the other celebrities won't eat him because he's still alive, but all the other celebrities have turned, right? And oh there's at one God. point, they're like, I think they're just watching, like, zombie versions of celebrities walk by. But one of them ends up, like, before they know that Bill Murray is, like, oh, he's just a human dressed up as a zombie, one of them ends up shooting and killing Bill Murray. (laughs) So Bill Murray's dying in the movie. (laughs) it's It's so goofy. It's funny. I just, I really enjoy it. I thought it was definitely, like, a more humorous take on a zombie movie.
0: I have seen, like, um... Zombieland is essentially a cult classic, right? And it's cool because I do like that style. It's very, say, like postmodern and um very much like what you wouldn't expect. Like, oh, let's do this like kind of adventurous, um, goofy movie about zombies, but like make it work, right? Because yeah. they're There have been a few shows and movies that, like, I've seen in passing that have tried to do something along, not the same exact plot, but have it in the same spirit, right? And it's never, say, worked. But for some reason, Zombieland had the right formula in order to be able to make it work. People loved it. Did you know there was a sequel that came out in 2019?
1: That I did know that, but I haven't got to see it yet.
0: I don't. I can't remember what the reviews were like. I mean, I don't think they were like fantastic, but I also don't think they were like bombing it. You know? Yeah. Like,
1: um, I, I, I don't. I think it's like I've seen *Zombieland* a million times. It's probably with the second one. I wonder if it's just like the rewatchability isn't there, or if it was just so endearing for the first one.
0: It could be one of those things, like, I do that, too, with, um, you know, especially in Hollywood today, they feel a need to remake and reboot and revive and give unnecessary sequels, you know, to things that were near and dear to our hearts in our childhood, and it's like, I don't want to watch the new ones, because they probably suck, and even if they don't suck, they're not, like, what i grew up liking so they suck automatically um <laughs> so I, mean, I understand that like i didn't i did not see the new jay and silent bob movie and it's like no disrespect to kevin smith at all but it's like i love the clerks movies i loved uh dogma mall rats a lot of his work and it's just kind of like i just think that it doesn't work you know what I'm saying oh. like I just and, and I didn't hear good things about it but that being said a a sequel that does work to a movie that came out years ago is Borat 2
1: <laughs> um, so bad because I know like when you talk about it I'm like huh maybe that is something I need to see
0: I mean, I will say that I still think that the first one is better just because, like, it still has that, like, it had just come out, it was the first time, um, so I think, like, that whole spirit of it makes the first one better, whereas, um, and I think with the second one, it's, like, so close, right, it's so up to date. Like, the first one was just, like, you know, oh, here's this guy who's coming from overseas, and he wants to, like, meet Pamela Anderson or something like that. You know, something, like, really, like, fluffy, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, and this one, it's like, hey, we're going to a Trump rally, and uh, the people who believe the Holocaust doesn't exist, and those who think COVID doesn't exist, and Rudy Giuliani's in it, and it's like, ooh, this is... This is more like a documentary than anything yeah, else, but... That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's still really good. Like, Sasha Baron Cohen is hilarious, and the newcomer who plays his daughter is really good as well in it. So I definitely suggest watching it. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, if you were a fan of the first one, I'd definitely suggest it.
1: I'm going to say, like... I think most of us have Amazon now, so it's like most of us have Amazon Prime, and so we're like, why not? Why not, right?
0: Oh, I think it was very smart of them to release it on Amazon Prime as opposed to like, oh, let's wait for the theaters to be open back up or release it in select theaters. I think it was very smart for them to just be like, everyone's at home. You know, the theaters aren't open yet. Who knows when they're going to open just put on Amazon Prime and you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. So I definitely think like it was a smart decision on their part.
1: I think you need to be an Amazon spokesperson.
0: I love Amazon Prime because it's like you get both the perks of free shipping and you can watch all these good things. The day that they... I
1: love free shipping.
0: The day that they decide to separate those two like perks is gonna be terrible. It's like ah,
1: that's good. They're, uh, they're gonna get you like hooked on having Amazon Prime, and then they're gonna take it away and go. Well, you see the cost related issues. You know, we're gonna have to increase the. You know, we are really poor, even though our CEO is a, a bajillionaire. I mean, he needs more money. So, pay up. I mean
0: that's. That's what Netflix did, right? Netflix originated as a DVD deliver to your home service, right? And then they became a streaming service. And for one blanketed price of like $7, they offer both the DVD um, subscription and the streaming service. And then after a couple of years, they separated the two. Um, and now the streaming service is like fourteen fucking dollars and I just saw something that they were like, Netflix may increase. I'm like, Netflix keeps increasing. I'm getting rid of it. I'm serious at this point. Like, I don't need you. I got Prime, I got Hulu, I got HBO Max, I got Disney Plus. I got HBO I don't need, Max. You. <laughs> I don't need you Netflix, but um forgot what I was going to say here. Yeah, um, I got on a rant. I'm on a rant about Amazon Prime. Well, you said it should be a spokesperson. I was like, I could see that. I mean, if they want to pay me, I'd be okay Uh, with it. We do love money. We do love money. Like Jeff Bezos, we love money. We just don't have... Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, please. Oh, please. (laughs) The first, like, pajillionaire. Um... Mm -hmm. But I do like you putting Zombieland down as your number four. I know that plenty of people will definitely agree with you. Um, and I do have to watch it. I do. There is no excuse. There was no reason as to why I say no
1: excuses from you Tia.
0: There's no excuses. It's not like I never desired to see this movie. I just never got a chance to like really sit down and like watch it or anything like that. But um, as much as I kind of don't like Jesse Eisenberg, I do like Woody Harrelson, so it's like, all right, that'll outweigh it. Like, he's probably the Woody best Harrelson part in too. It, right? He's so good, like, he's so good in things, and it's like, you don't realize when you think of, like, like, okay, when you think of great actors, right, like, of modern day, like, who are still working, you know, like, Brad Pitt, you know, um, Robert Downey Jr., um, freaking Mahershala Ali, right? You're like those, are, and they are—they're great actors. But you don't sit there and you go, Woody fucking Harrelson, and he's fantastic. Um, the first season of True Detective, I think, really opened me up to how amazing of an actor he is, and I was like, we don't appreciate enough how good he is because, like, you know, he plays sometimes like really crazy roles, but oh, yeah. he's a really He's a really, really good actor. Um, and I can't wait for him in Venom 2. That's all I'll say on that. You still haven't watched the first Venom, by you the way. Venom too? He's playing Carnage. What? 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 See, if you would have watched the first Venom, you would have known because there was an end credit scene. Of Brock going to see uh, Clarence. I think that's his first name, right? A Clarence in prison. Um, and so he's playing Carnage. You know what? Maybe
1: I do need to see it.
0: I liked Venom. Um, I mean, it made like a billion dollars. But it, it was one of those things where, like, is it the best superhero movie ever made? no. Is it the best Marvel movie ever made? No. But it's good. Like, still, besides that, I was like, I still like this. And I watched it again because I thought maybe it was, like, because f- I walked in with, like, really low expectations, and I walked out, and I was like, I really like that. And then I rewatched it, like, at the beginning of quarantine, and I'm like, I still like it. Like, it's still good. I don't know why people dislike it so much, Um, but it's really short. That's the one thing I'll say. Like, I remember Paulie and I went to go see it in the movie theater, and, you know, most Marvel films are, like, two hours long, and I think this is, like, an hour and a half, and it was like, shit, it's over already? That's it? You're like, I was just getting into it. (laughs) That, pretty much, pretty much, you were like, wait, no, I, I actually want more of this. But maybe they were, like, really like, skeptical. They were like, let's just keep it an hour and a half so that, like, you know, if it's bad, we're not torturing people. <laughs> if
1: it's bad, maybe people won't hate us if we make it short. They, there's less time for them to figure out if it's bad or not.
0: Exactly. But it was good. I suggest it. And so you watch the first Venom, and I will watch Land. Okay? Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's move on to the third one. Um, I'll be taking it. Obviously. Um, no, but I am going to pick a movie that I thought was so cute, right, that Paulie actually and I watched for the first time. And I just really like this movie, and the movie is Warm Bodies. And I don't know, have you ever seen Warm Bodies? I knew you were going to put that. I saw it years ago. I thought it was so cute, this whole thing. And I'm. you know me, I'm not normally like a... Person who likes cute shit, but I thought it was so cute. I love the whole thing, so it very is um you know it's a zombie apocalypse and all that, but the movie takes place from the perspective of the main zombie played by Nicholas Holt, and he has all this like commentary, and his like commentary is like normal. Right? But then you see his zombie can't, like, ne- necessarily execute that sort of thinking. Like, he'll say that, like, him and this other zombie, like, always run into each other, but, like, all they do is, like, groan at each other because they're zombies. They can't do anything else. Um, yeah, and, like, their whole thing is that they pretty much stay at this, like, um, abandoned airport and everything like that. And throughout it, He comes across, like, these survivors. He ends up, like, eating the main girl's, like, boyfriend and everything. And it kind of, like, goes also into what my number one pick is going to be. But in Warm Bodies, when a zombie eats a brain, they can uh, access that person's memories. So because the person that he eats the brain of it was the boyfriend of the main girl... It's, like, he starts kind of getting to know her throughout um, these, like, memories, and they suddenly become, like, friends and all that, very trepidatious friends, obviously, because he's, like, a zombie, but it's, like, he wants, like, more, he wants to reach out, and he wants to have, like, connections, because that's essentially been robbed from him, having connections since being, say, a zombie, And you find out, like, it's almost a a touch, say, a touch of Romeo and Juliet because her father is, like, the leader of these survivors who absolutely hate zombies. But then, like, she, like, pretty much sneaks him into their community and there's a bit of a moment where she's up in a balcony and he's down on the ground, like, you know. And, which, you know, I hate Romeo and Juliet, but there's definitely, like, those touches of that story in this, but throughout the movie, he starts becoming more human. His heart starts beating at some point. Um, he starts talking and everything. It's like he's slowly, say, regressing from being a zombie and being more human by being treated like a human. Um, and at the end of the movie, it's like, Because it's, like, kind of you find out, like, all these zombies were being, like, you know, obviously separated and they were digressing more and more into being zombies. And you find out there's even, like, worse than the zombies, like, the ones that completely turned and won't ever go back. But it's, like, you pretty much find out by being, like, integrated back in in with humans and being, like, treated better – then suddenly they're becoming more human and less zombies. And I just thought it was a really cute movie. I thought it was adorable. It um, put me on to Nicholas Holtz. I had never seen him in anything else before, Warm Bodies. And I loved the concept of it because, to me, I hadn't ever seen that concept before that. It was like zombies are you know, the mindless creatures that run and eat people and blah, blah, and to actually have it where it's from the perspective of a zombie and his thoughts and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just thought it was so cute. I loved Warm Bodies. And I will say that it's one of the few movies that's better than the book because it was based on a book, but you can tell at some point that they didn't like where the book went and they completely, like, chopped it off and created their own um, narrative, which I think even the creator of the book um, respected it, and he was like, I like where they went with it a lot more than where I went with it. So, yeah, Yeah. more bodies.
1: Uh, I was going to say, wasn't it like that being a zombie was more of, like, almost in a version of, like, like mental illness where it was, like, if somebody took the time to like care about them, they could help heal from it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was very much the message in Warm Bodies, where it's just kind of like, "Hey, people need like help, pretty much." And instead of shunning them and pushing them away, just kind of you know speak to them, and it'll help like heal their hearts essentially that really yeah that definitely was a lot of the plot and the theme of the film
1: yeah uh, I was gonna say like I I remember watching it and at first I was like oh this movie's gonna be weird I'm gonna like this and I liked it and I was like damn it I didn't want to like it but I love it
0: <laughs> no it definitely had that thing where you're watching and you're like why do I kind of like this I shouldn't because um, it's really strange it feels at times maybe like a typical like teen sort of romance film but I just thought it was really cute <laughs> a lot of it just um, you know and I mean there was obviously gore and horror like when he kills the boyfriend, it's pretty gruesome, like, yeah. it's not that there aren't some gruesome scenes in it,
1: like, it's very obviously, it's like, they are still zombies, but, uh, like, doesn't he have to admit later that, like, he killed her,
0: uh, boyfriend, He does reveal it, like, it's not, like, one of those things where she doesn't find out, but it's, like, obvious at first, you know, he can't really communicate that with her because he's a zombie, Um, but, and I do think there's a part of him that is afraid, obviously, but he does come clean and tell her, and I think she, like, forgives him because she's like, you are a zombie, and you do need to eat, in order to survive and that's what you were doing
1: oh that's really sad but cute I it's still weird calling a zombie movie cute but I, I just, know but...
0: <laughs> sorry go ahead
1: no no that's just what I was saying it's like it, it is very cute where you're like I don't want to like you but I do that's how I feel about Tia
0: Oh, my God. Like, there's this one scene where because they're stuck at the airport because it's like she's a human and he does need to – like, he's not attacking her, but that's not to say that, like, the other zombies wouldn't attack her. So as they're, like, getting to know each other more and he's beginning to, say, like, articulate a little more, um, he – he like puts his blood on her to try and like mask her scent and he's gonna have her like walk through the zombies and he tells her at some point to like act dead but she acts like very much the atypical like way that you think a zombie would like and he's like (laughs) not that much and I just thought that was just so funny he was just like chill out (laughs) it's
1: like uh too much too much
0: too much much. but i i just loved warm bodies i think once um i saw it i had to watch it numerous times over again and i even bought the dvd like yes i really love this movie because i just thought the concept was so cool i was like we see van like as i said we see vampires, we see werewolves, you know, and yes, in some instances, they're very much like, uh, z- you know, non-talking or anything like that, but most of the time, they have personalities and all that shit, and you never see that with zombies, and it's like, I get it, that's not really, like, the point of them, but I just thought it was so cool that someone decided to just be different about it.
1: Yeah. No, I agree on that. I, it was definitely different. I remember, like, kids in school were obsessed with it too, though. And I was like, I'm gonna like it, but I can't let them know I liked it because I'm <laughs> like other kids, you know, like how you are when you're a kid.
0: God, yes, it's like I can't, I can't admit that this thing that everyone else likes is something that I like as well because I have to be different.
1: I know every emo kid ever.
0: Oh, please. I felt the same way as, like, a goth punk kid. I was just like, I don't, like, mainstream shit.
1: (laughs) I know. That makes me want to wish to go back as a kid and just, like, be slightly different.
0: (laughs) I only wish that I could go back as a kid and, like, tell people to go fuck off more because I feel like they deserved it more. Like, I remember back in the day... Um, you know, Pokemon was so big and it's like, yeah, I liked Pokemon, but I definitely liked Digimon better and like feeling like embarrassed because you like Digimon while everyone liked Pokemon and them seeing that you like Digimon and them like kind of like making fun of you for it and you feeling all like, you know, bad about it. It's like, I wish I could just go back and be like, yeah, so fuck off. So, yeah, I
1: like it. I know. <laughs> uh... You've but heard uh, good memories.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, but I loved Warm Bodies. I just thought it was really cute. If there's anyone out there listening, um, I suggest it. I think it's adorable. I think it still um, touches upon those zombie lore things that you still like. There's still horror aspects to it, um, but it's it's just different in the same sense that like Zombieland brings humor to the whole, you know, conversation, uh, Warm Bodies does as well. And I just think it's a really fun time. And I would not have minded, say, even a sequel to this because I certainly don't think it gets talked about enough. I, I think when it first came out, it was popular, but I don't hear people most of the time talking about it, although it is mentioned um, in my final pick. So, yeah warm bodies but Brittany why don't you give us the number two on this list the number one for you I already know what it's going to be but you know did you think that we were going to go through a list of best zombie films and tv shows and not put Brittany's pick on
1: (laughs) obviously not obviously I I was gonna say I'm gonna go with The Walking Dead and I feel like it's been such like a phenomenon I think the walking dead was definitely what brought zombies back into like the light of like being super popular because i think it's like people dream of like an apocalypse right there's some people that prepare for it in the hopes of it actually happening some people do it just because they're afraid it's gonna happen you know but in the end like people, they daydream all about it a lot. Even, like, me and you have talked about, like, you you were like, if the apocalypse ever happened, I'm getting the hell out of New York. Like, (laughs) there's too many people here. But, you know, and I think about it with Arkansas. I'm like, oh, how would you survive? So I think everybody's always done that. But I think it also was really good at pointing out, kind of like, you know, 28 Days Later, it's, like, very good at pointing out that, yeah, zombies suck. But humans suck just as much with with the whole zombie apocalypse that there would be, you know, few resources, people. Uh, sometimes the people that eat people aren't even zombies, Tia. Uh,
0: <laughs> She's she, referencing the Terminus people, which are uh, the most underrated villains in The Walking Dead. I want to say really quick, Brittany, before you kept going – um you know that I used to so for anyone who's listening I won't say the name of it because you know um I don't know I won't say the name of the actual place but I used to work at a gun range um and they had a store that sold freaking prepper shit and a lot of their like emails to people to kind of uh Advertise is like in the event of a zombie apocalypse. This is the shit that you're going to want. Like, they definitely capitalized on. Well, because then I think also The Walking Dead had kind of just come out or had been popular for a few years before that, and they definitely were capitalizing on people's love, as you said, for the zombie genre ever since The Walking Dead came out. So, sorry, I just wanted to point that out.
1: No, I think it's a great point because. Um, I remember, uh, there was a gun range that, uh, which I have to tell you the story because this, it's also awful. Okay. There was a big mannequin, right? Like a shooting target. And it was like a zombie one, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a zombie one you could shoot and like, oh my God, you know, that's neat. And the more I looked at, and this is just between us and the podcast. And, and, <laughs> and you know, all the listeners. Yeah. And all, our, and all the listeners. I'm telling you. I, I don't know if it was, like, coincidence or not, but they made this thing look just like Barack Obama, and I thought that was awful. And I was like, oh, of course the gun range has this, but I'm telling you, it looked like zombie Obama. And I was like, I really hope this is just coincident and not just a really awful gun range because they were trying to sell this thing so bad. And I was, like, appalled, and I just kept staring at it. But yeah, I hate I
0: just... to tell you this, but... Um looking at the facts you being in the South and it 's a gun range um it it probably was true that 's probably where they were going for. I will say at the gun range that I worked at we weren 't no one was allowed to bring in pictures like someone literally wanted to bring in a picture of like their ex wife and they were oh like, um, no, and like you couldn 't bring in pictures of like politicians or anything like that um they did though, definitely have um, targets that look like zombies and shit like that.
1: That's what I was, like, sitting there wondering, because I was like, hmm. But uh, I was going to say, with The Walking Dead, though, I, I've obsessed with it. Like, it's not really great caught up on the last couple of seasons, but for its heyday and the way it was set up and everything in it was just freaking amazing. Like... The way that they were just taking the storyline, you know, the twists and turns that I don't think they should have killed Shane so early on, but I guess it was supposed to be like, oh, kill the main villain at the time. And it's like, dude, at this point, Shane wasn't even bad compared, like, to all the shit Rick did. Not Shane, to say that Shane could gotten worse, but,
0: but... Shane did everything that Rick ended up doing.
1: Like, he ended up, like, he uh, He's probably murdered more than a few people. That, look, you take when they killed the sleeping saviors.
0: Or but originally. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, all Shane did was kill that one kid uh, who want, who was going to go back to his group to tell them where everyone was. Rick literally, as you said, killed, like, people sleeping. I think there was at least a dozen of them. Shane, yes, looked to kill Rick because he wanted to be with Lori. But Rick ended up killing, um, before he gets with Michonne, that girl at Alexandria, ends up killing her husband. Granted, he was an abusive fuck, but I think it was more sexually motivated than that.
1: Yeah, like, Rick likes to hold himself to, like, the golden standard, but he's done just as messed up stuff.
0: I love how Rick hasn't even been in The Walking Dead for a whole season, and we're still like, yeah, fuck that guy.
1: (laughs) I guess it's because they couldn't, like, ever since they killed Carl, like, I feel like there was so much, like, they could have done, and they just didn't. And with the falling out they had with, like, the maker of, like, the whole, The Walking Dead in the first place, I'm still a little salty to you.
0: But Brittany, why don't you tell everyone who's listening the real reason why you love The Walking Dead so much?
1: Oh yeah, it's Megan, obviously. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I look like a liar.
0: <laughs> and what do you think about um, the zombies in The Walking Dead compared to, like, say, all the other zombies on this list and zombie culture in general?
1: I think, like, my thing with it is that they couldn't make up their mind what kind of zombie they wanted to go for. I think we've talked about this. Like, at some point, they have the running zombies, and other points, they don't have. Like, they have, like, where they move real slow, and then some are real fast. And then they had a moment where they're like, oh, the zombies only are really active at night, but not during the day. The day's safe. And then they, like, went back on that, and I'm like, can you make up your mind, please?
0: Not only did it feel like sometimes they couldn't make up their mind, because in the beginning, it was like they couldn't make up their mind if they wanted their zombies just to be, like, mindless, dumb, like, eating machines, or if they wanted their zombies to actually, like, think, because there's at some point in season one where Andrea is in the RV, and she hides in the bathroom because the zombies are coming up on their like area on a highway right and the yeah. zombie com- and this zombie comes up and looks like it's legitimately looking around like not like all like uh, or something like how the zombies are now where they're just like you know mindless like dragging killing machines but this zombie literally looked like it was like looking around and literally puts its ear to the door that uh, to the bathroom and i'm like it looked like they didn't know what they wanted their zombies to do unless you're supposed to say, oh well the zombies deteriorate over time, but that really never then was kind of explored, say, afterwards. The one thing I know, that they really did not make up their minds. And the one thing that um like Polly and I when we were watching it um talked about, which I guess is kind of like the thing with all of these zombies and shit is you see in the walking dead where the zombies like their jaws literally start hanging off them their limbs like get yanked off like they're decaying right but yeah. yet they're but yet they're strong enough to rip through flesh
1: yeah that is a little weird like what in them is making it where they can even do
0: that stuff Right, right. Like, what is making it where they, because you literally will see them, you know, their limbs start falling off or something like that, because they're decaying, but yet they um can, like, do all this, like, crazy shit. I don't know. The, their zombies, though, are terrifying, I will say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, they they end up, like, actually, like, you'll be like, oh, yeah, the zombies aren't that bad anymore. And then they'll have a zombie, like, randomly kill someone. I'm like, that still happens?
0: That still happens? Oh, my God. That is yeah. very true. It's like most of the people now that are killed are killed by, like, Negan or the Whisperers or, like, someone else, right? And so, like, when there's a zombie kill, you're like, oh, shit, I forgot that that was even, like, a thing. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I forgot there was a possibility of happening.
0: Right? Um, I mean, the zombies felt so much more, like, in the beginning, right? Zombies were, you know, you didn't even want to get close them that was so terrifying but then you had where michonne literally like which was so badass her like chopping the arms and the lower jaws off of zombies so that she can like use them as protection and shit or um who was who were the trash people again uh the scavengers the scavengers, and, like, remember they had the one zombie that they, like, put spikes on its head and shit? Like, that was terrifying.
1: I, like, I think, like, that's a that they used to, like, kill people, though. Like, oh, the gladiators, like, what is this? I think even like, the, like, what the hell? How,
0: but how did they even get, like, the zombie, like, subdued enough to do that? Like, <laughs> you know, like, how does that happen? I, But I I think you're right, Brittany, like, The Walking Dead has really, like, rejuvenated the popularity of zombies. I mean, The Walking Dead, see, that's the thing. The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and True Blood, even though I never really watched True Blood, are the type of shows that I feel, like, transcend, like, everything right it doesn't matter if you are someone who works in like a corporate office it's not doesn't matter like who you are like people love these shows and they tune into it like all the time you know um yeah. so i feel like that's how it is with the walking dead and it's still going on yes it's going to end after season 11 but they have spin offs. you have you have fear the Walking Dead, there's a third spin off that is coming to be and you have they're still moving forward with the Rick Grimes movies. So it's not what? like the Walking Dead. Did you know that? That they're I, doing like a Rick Grimes movie? Now. I know. I feel like it's been like too long since Rick hasn't been in the show, even though like Technically, it's only been one season, but it's still been so removed from that. And I also, let me tell you, Brittany, I also don't get it, right? Because um, Andrew Lincoln's whole reason for leaving The Walking Dead is that, you know, he is British. He lives in England and, you know, filming all year round pretty much in Atlanta, Georgia, keeps him from his family. And it's like, I get that, right? Yeah. But then why then, but why then agree to like come back to play him in a movie? It's like, I'm leaving the show, but I'm getting my own movie.
1: Like, he's, what? Like, better, he's like, I'm going to do this one more time. I, I got to cement it. Or uh, Money Talks, Tia.
0: That is very true. That is, like, the number one thing. It's like, he he said that, and then they were like, well, here's a paycheck that we can offer you. And he's like, yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, thanks. thanks. I'll take that money.
0: You know what I would love more than a movie about Rick Grimes after he leaves his lover and leaves his group and shit? A pre- <laughs> A prequel movie. About what life was like beforehand with Shane and (laughs)
1: Laurie. That's why I hopped in with Negan first. I was like.
0: You know, I'm surprised they haven't given Negan his own movie at this point. Or his own show. I know. But um, is there anything else you'd like to say about The Walking Dead before I hit number one? Mm -hmm. Negan did nothing wrong. Oh. Oh my God! And my last thing that I'll say about The Walking Dead is they shouldn't have killed off the terminus people as quickly as they did.
1: There' could have been so much more. Tia's like a terminus apologist over here. I,
0: <laughs> she's a Negan apologist, so <laughs>
1: uh, I, I don't want to hear it from you, Tia. at least he's not a cannibal, even though I obviously don't like any cannibals in
0: any fiction. Yeah, Hannibal apologist. Um, oh, but God. no, I. <laughs> I'm just saying they were great villains, and they were in it for like two episodes, and were given such a shit ending. Like Gareth was fucking like <laughs> machete chopped to death. Um, I just think that they could have survived a lot longer and been like. I, you had the governor, right, for, like, a whole season and a half. Shane was two seasons. Negan has been around for, like, God knows how long now. And the Whisperers have at least been a solid season. So it's like, yo, Terminus deserved, like, at least at least half a season. At least half a season. What I would are, like, have taken like episodes? that. They, Brittany? It was literally two episodes. I went back and rewatched. I was like, maybe I'm remembering it like differently, right? No, it was like all legit. Like up. it all that lead up, all that lead up, them going to terminus, and it's like two freaking episodes. It was ridiculous. I'm salty, but let's get to the number one on our top ten zombie movies and TV shows. Let's go through the list before we get to numero uno. We have. I Am Legend, 28 Days Later, World War Z, Ugly Americans, Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, Game of Thrones, Zombie Land, Warm Bodies, The Walking Dead. Now, let me say before I hit number one, right? Our lists that we do are always our personal lists, our personal taste. I understand that. You know, there are probably going to be zombie purists that um, expected Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and all those other deads to be on this list, and all those deads, and I understand that they have a huge, you know, touchstone in the zombie genre, but I'm putting what I like down here, and my number one is going to be iZombie.
1: I, I love iZombie. I knew it had to be there somewhere. I was just waiting for it.
0: <laughs> I love iZombie. Loved iZombie, and it, which is funny because I never had any intention of watching it. I remember because at the time, you know, I was living at home with my parents, and I, um, whatchamacallit, calls it, we would watch. My mom and I would watch The Flash right on CW on the CW. And they would do a promo for a new show called iZombie. And I was like, that looks really stupid. I was like, the name alone, iZombie. It was like, really? (laughs) That's so dumb. Um, Which is so funny because the show is so meta. Because they even mention at some point, they're like, oh, you know that one zombie show? It has a really dumb name and shit. It's like, they are so meta about it. But I remember um, there was then... I had moved in with my boyfriend, and I was sitting at home. It was like a summer. there was nothing- you know nothing to watch or anything. I was going through Netflix, and it was like, "Oh, new on Netflix, the first season of I Zombie." and I was like, "Let me see what this is about." I was so hooked I think I was hooked by the first episode. I thought it was so oh my great. God. So the whole thing is you have – so like warm bodies, right, It's they eat the brains and they can get the memories, blah, blah, blah. You have the main character, Liv, who was a um, medical resident at a hospital. She was engaged to major. Her life seemed all peachy keen, right? She was on her way to becoming a doctor. And then she gets invited to a boat party where she goes – And all these people become a ravenous craziness. And the way they explain zombieism is um, a combination between a um, bad batch of utopium, which is a made-up synthetic drug in this, and uh, Max Rager, which is a energy drink. So, you know, if you need even more of a reason not to drink energy drinks, you know, they could turn you into a zombie. So at the boat. (laughs) I just really don't like energy drinks. They're bad for you. But um, so Liv gets scratched. She's a survivor, and she becomes a zombie. And she pretty much becomes like a shell of a person. I'm giving, like, the really quick, like, synopsis here. But... You know, she quits being a medical resident. She breaks up with Major, who's her fiancé, and she begins working at a morgue because it's, like, what better of a way to get your brains? And slowly throughout, it's, like, her boss, Ravi, finds out, and Ravi's so accepting. Like, I was rewatching the first season. He's so accepting. He doesn't even, like take a beat to be like oh my god you're a zombie he's like oh shit he's like let's help you and let's get a cure out there and she's just like i can't believe you're not like freaking out or anything like that and he's like what did you really think you're going to be like this the rest of your life like i'll help you and throughout the whole thing it's like Liv, you know decides to bring meaning back to her life by deciding that she's going to help um you know, these murder victims, pretty much. She eats their brain to help try and solve mysteries uh, and works alongside Detective Clive Bavineau. You have your villain in Blaine, which is, like, the perfect villain. And the whole show transforms into, like, no one knowing about zombies to it just building and building and building and then people knowing (laughs) about zombies. Well, because the whole thing is, like, Blaine the asshole that he is wants to build his own clientele and it's like well how do you do that you got to make your clientele and since he's a zombie he picks all these rich people to make zombies so that they have to pay him a shit ton of money per month so that he can provide brains and it goes from that to like then um, the world finds out about zombies you have chase graves come in you have like all these chase like great Green. things oh, I love him um, We have all these great things. And what I love is that, like, zombieism is kind of, like, used in a sense of it being a disease. Like, there's a lot of moments, like, when the whole world finds out about zombies, like, you know, it's just a disease. It's not, like, your loved one isn't any different. Like, they're still them, you know, blah, blah. And you have very much this attitude of, like, some families, like, kicking their kids out because they became zombies and you know uh very much a humans versus zombies thing and then others like why can't we all just get along and shit like that and i loved like the transition that the show made it's like so funny to look back on the first season and be like no one knew it just started with like live and for it to transform into what it transformed into i Love the show. It's so dear to me because it was so good. Like, there was a lot of shows that were funny and a lot, like, a lot of episodes that were funny, a lot of episodes that, like, were serious. And there were so many fantastic moments. Like, Brittany, before I hand it off to you because I know I'm rambling right now. But, like, to me, the best episode. I still think, like, I loved all the seasons. I think they were all great. Even if season five was, like, a bit rushed, but that's because I think CW literally was like, hey, you get another season, but it's your last season. And I think the creators were like, but, fuck, we have so much that we want to do (laughs) Um, to wrap this up. So, but still good. The second season to me was the best. Um, And to me, the best scene was because at this point, like, everyone pretty much knows about zombies except Clive, right? And – Liv was always very hesitant to tell Clive because Clive literally tells her in the first season that if zombies were real he wouldn't hesitate to kill them. He's like, Is that my grandma who's a zombie? Not anymore. you know? And he's <laughs> about that. Like how serious he was about it that he's like, Oh, if it was my grandma I think he's like, Is that grandma Babino? Not anymore. And oh my God. but So in the second season, my favorite scene ever, and I was watching in, like, real time on the CW, is when Liv has to go and tell Clive that she's a zombie because they put Major in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And because he's a zombie at this point, Liv is like, we have to get Major out because if he's in jail, he's going to go ravenous at some point. And her going to Clive's apartment and telling him, and he doesn't believe her. He's like, you're crazy, you know, I know you're upset, but you don't got to make up outrageous lies. And she picks up a knife, and he's like, Liv, what are you doing? And her stabbing herself in the chest and her eyes going red because she became, like, a rage zombie in that moment was so good. I was like, he knows now. He knows I remember
1: so you were weird. like, I, "He's got to find out eventually." I, I remember how ready you
0: were for it, because at that point, it's like everyone knew, and it was kind of like unfair to Babineau for him not to know. Oh, that rhyme there. It wasn't expecting.
1: I know. It's like, is that what he's going for there? Because I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> um, and then it just became so good after that like it was so good Um, I mentioned Chase Graves came in I thought he was a really great character they kept playing around and his character kept like going up and down is like you know is he a good guy is he a bad guy is he like you know an anti-hero at this point because there were a lot of times where then he had to like end up working with Liv um, I just loved it oh my god I'm sorry I know I'm rambling I just love this show and I love the whole thing about it, and when I went back and rewatched season one with Liv, like, really dealing with the fact that, like, she's a zombie, and she eats brains, and she's like, I'm disgusting, and she's like, I hate myself, she's like, but I'm going to at least do something good with this, which is why she, like, works for the police city morgue, um, it also reminded me how great Lowell was and, like, how pissed I am that, like, they killed him off. But, um, yeah, I love zombie. I'm going to stop talking. I'm sorry, Brittany.
1: <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I remember when he died. You were so mad because he was so good, which I think started the long line of, like, all of her boyfriends dying.
0: They make a joke about it, too. Blaine, like, says something in season four where he like makes a joke about it because it really is it really is the fucking truth. It was like they literally ki- they killed lol from season 1, then they killed Drake, then she sleeps with Chase Gray. She didn't officially date him, but she slept with him and he dies. Then her boyfriend Justin gets killed at some point even though they had broken up at that point. He gets killed. It was like the only person who never got killed was major and he was the one person I wanted <laughs> to get killed. <laughs> That's so messed up. That's so true. I just didn't think they were a good couple. I hated them together. I was like, oh my God. But um yeah, I just love IZombie. I love the different brains that she was on. And after a while they got so creative with how Liv was like preparing the Blains. Blains, wow, I can't talk today. The, the brains. Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> I drank all my water, and now my, like, throat is so dry, but I just love the way she, like, prepared the brains. There was some fan, Brittany, that literally came out with, like, an zombie cookbook where she, like, recreated all of the dishes, and it was so cool.
1: I feel like you need this cookbook.
0: It was, right? Like, someone needs to get it for me for, like, Christmas or something like that.
1: <laughs> were, like, um, edge edge.
0: <laughs> Anyone who's listening out there, <laughs> I would like that. But um, you you watched a few episodes of iZombie with me, mostly because I forced you. Um, but you know, what did you think about iZombie?
1: I think what I liked the most was, like, how the different brains would affect her and, like, her having to deal with it. But the only times I got frustrated is, like, when somebody would get mad at her for eating the brains, and I'm like, I'm stressed out. She can't help it. It's not her Uh, fault.
0: Yeah, that was the thing is, like, a few times they'd be like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she literally can't help it. It's like she has someone else's you know, mind and personality in her. You know, she tries like really hard. That mostly came into um play when she ate the brains of that promiscuous woman and ended up sleeping with Chase, which wasn't good because she was dating Justin at the time. And oh, yeah, Chase that's was texting llama. Te- Oh, and Chase is was Justin's boss, which also made it very awkward. But I you, mean
1: you mean it made it even better.
0: I mean, did you see Chase? <laughs>
1: right, right, right.
0: It's funny because iZombie was created by Rob Thomas. Um, not the same Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty. Which is funny because they actually had the Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty in an episode and they killed him which was hilarious it was like oh it's that's so funny. but um so iZombie was created by Rob Thomas the same Rob Thomas that had created Veronica Mars and a lot of people from Veronica Mars showed up in iZombie and I think even like um Kristen Bell like voiced something in in it or something like that but yeah so that was a cool thing but anyway Brittany This is our top 10 zombie movies and TV show. I think we did a pretty good job. We got some scary in there. We got some classics in there. We got some funny in there. I mean, I'm sure we'll piss some people off because, again, we didn't have Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or any of the deads in there. But I like our list. I think our list is great.
1: I love it too. I just like I feel like we got that good mix in there. And when I sat back I was like these are the only uh zombie movies I can really stomach.
0: Yeah, again, like some of it's too much. There are even some scenes in like the Walking Dead where I have to look away. Like do you did you ever see the scene where that guy Noah, I think that was his name, the guy from Everyone Hates Chris, um uh, where he's like stuck in the middle of a freaking you know it's like revolving doors. He's like stuck in the oh revolving screen, yes. like and oh my I still can't watch that. I have to look away. I'm like <laughs> no, no. No thank you. But um I think our list is good. We so we did uh we did vampires. We did zombies. I guess at some point we have to do werewolves, but I feel like that I'm going to stumble even more on.
1: I feel like I'm going to stumble on that one.
0: I uh, definitely am going to stumble. That we'd have to do a lot of preparation for. Um, but those who are listening, if you feel like it's our obligation to do the werewolves next, um, oh, I guess Brittany and I will have to really yeah, deep dive out of luck. into I ain't
1: that. I'm sure.
0: What did you say?
1: Then you're out of luck. I ain't doing it.
0: <laughs> Aw, that's not nice for the listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Brittany, I thought this was great I have so much fun when we do Halloween themed podcasts I guess next week will be technically our last Halloween themed podcast So oh, we'll have to true. come up with something good there But before I let you go, please promote yourself Let everyone know what's going on, what can they watch, and all that good stuff
1: Gonna say uh, you can always find me at Twitch at uh, Itty Bitty Brit. I've been playing a lot of scary games. I've been playing Cuphead, which is also not scary, but it's scary about how angry it makes me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> so But um, I normally put my schedule on uh, Twitter at Itty Bitty Brit Zero, and uh, just anything else that's funny and goofy or video game related is where you can find me there and uh yeah i've been I really enjoy it. just hit my one year anniversary, and well, I called it my stream anniversary, but hopefully to uh a lot more years with it.
0: oh, that's so cute, yes, everyone, please make sure that you check out Brittany. um, I saw your tweet about cupheads i I thought that or is it cuphead or cupheads i'm it sorry
1: is cuphead she's a dangerous mistress to you
0: I laughed, I thought it was funny, but um. Everyone please make sure that you check Brittany out if you do you'll see why everyone on Twitter is accusing her of being a furry. So, you know, you gotta check the
1: um
0: the furry pink the furry pink gloves (laughs) is tell me differently. (laughs) Listen here, Tia. we
1: uh You know what, I'm gonna get brainwashed one day and and it's I'm going to blame everyone else but myself because I'm good at that.
0: But everyone, please make sure that you check Brittany out as well as please check us out at geekviosnation.com. We have links to all of our social media platforms. We feature a lot of pieces, reviews, news, all that good stuff. We had a lot of interviews. Um, I did want to highlight Dom has interviewed – Dom has had a shit ton of interviews. He's also reviewed the second Borat, so make sure you check that out. Um, I interviewed a cast member of Hellstrom, which I highly recommend still. It is a great spooky show. It is a Marvel show, and it's really good. It's on Hulu. I really suggest it to everyone. That um, interview with Alan. He told me how to pronounce his name, and I really feel bad because I feel like I still butchered it, (laughs) but he was so nice and sweet, so please make sure that you check that out at GeekFights Podcast, which is our YouTube channel, as well as I interviewed the director and lead actress of this really cute indie film called My Summer as a Goth. Um, Brittany, it was making me laugh so much because I was like, oh man, this is so bringing flashbacks, but... It was a really cute indie film that uh, their agent had reached out to us and sent over, and I was able to interview the director and lead actress. So that was a great interview. Make sure you check that out at Geek podcast. And in general, just please let us know what you think we should do our next uh, top ten on. Brittany, it's been amazing. I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, and I will talk to everyone later. See you guys later. Bye.